Yes, sir. We are back. Uh, sorry for a little bit of a delay. Um, JR, we've had some stuff going on. <laughs> um, I've had major life changes. Um, still going through the stupid uh, virus. And anyway, um, but yeah, we're back. Rodeos are going. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, what have you been up to, JR? I'm I'm so happy. You can't. E- I can't even explain the amount of happiness that I have right now, because um, I got to go to rodeo last weekend, Woodward Elks Rodeo. Not to clown, but uh, I got my old super job back. trucker, super trucking for <laughs> Benny. Cody Wyoming is going over the fourth. Like uh, things are going good. You know, and I, I've I've been so blessed, really, looking back, um, when you think about how crappy the whole COVID-19 and spreads easy <laughs> virus has been, yeah. like, pretty fortunate, but, uh, yeah, we, we've been busy, I got, still have these kids around. Oh, they're still um, there? Oh. Yeah, they've been having a pretty good time, they, uh, we've been having a lot of fun with them, and, uh, but... I got my old job back at Woodward, and I'm going to tell you what, it felt great. Like, backing it up, I drove the semi for Binion to Cave Creek, yeah. and that was that was relaxing. It was fun. I got to help announce. Which was awesome. Um, I talked so much shit on so many people. So we got to kind of get into this real quick. Um, it was absolutely hilarious for those of you who weren't there, which was most of people because <laughs> they didn't allow people. Unless you're one of the 60 they would Unless let in. Unless one of the 60 sponsors they let in. So anyway, so JR gets on, and Doug Mathis is announcing, and it was great. But we had uh, what, 42 minutes of TV breaks, the first performance. So, yes. so um, we needed help on the mic. So it was fine. You know, obviously it's not anything new to, to, to rodeo to have rump on the microphone right so uh, all the prca guys are there they they you know it got okayed he's not trying to be an announcer so everybody relax if you want to get your panties in the wad but uh he was it was actually it was hilarious so he kind of did what he normally does in the arena but he added but he, yeah he added in roasting of contestants and anybody else make- in the arena including the 17 judges that were there Oh, and I got to make fun of Matt Reeves, which felt great. Okay, so this is one of the uh, lines. So uh, <laughs> after rodeo, before Slack, all the Bulldoggers are at the other end, and uh, Seminole, Steve Knowles, one of the judges, was walking down the middle of the arena, and, of course, I get on a microphone. It was like rump chat during Slack, and and I said, uh, would the judges please use the side of the arena? We appreciate that very much. The arena's just been worked. You know, just giving him shit. And so rump gets on the mic, and he says – yeah, um, if you don't do what we say, you have to spend three days with Matt Reeves. <laughs> yeah, just, and who wants to spend? That would be horrible. <laughs> so, and Matt Reeves is there. For those of you who don't know, Matt Reeves, uh, you know, champion steer wrestler, and um, and uh, anyway, he's there. And Matt is the director. Uh, 
and Matt is very difficult. Matt never hides what his true feelings are. And uh, com- Matt, I don't know. What, would you disagree with this, uh, Reeves? You could like have a pay ten million dollars per event at a rodeo, and it could be in seventy degree weather. The most perfect dirt arena you could ever have. The dirt in the arena would be perfect. Packed stands. Um, free uh, all, uh, Del Frisco's steak dinner uh, before the rodeo. Um, free cold beer served to you by uh, the Hawaiian Tropic uh, uh, bikini team. <laughs> Suntan lotion yeah. team. Um, you could have the most perfect scenario ever, and Matt Reeves would find a uh, uh, something to bitch about, but he's a good yeah. Guy. I, I mean, I I yeah. love, I love Matt Reeves, but the best way to describe Matt Reeves is this: he's like the drunk uncle at your family reunion <laughs> that you don't necessarily love, but you get along with him because he's an okay yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's so, the backstory. I did get to. I got to slam Matt Reeves. I got to make fun of Towson which, which all the Bulldoggers were laughing their ass off. Everybody was laughing their ass off, but Matt Reeves wasn't when you said that. But yeah, he Matt Matt Reeves hasn't smiled in nine years. <laughs> if Matt Reeves would smile, he would expose the two teeth he has left. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, what, I also really like to make. Fun, I got to make fun of Randy Britton, our good friend Randy. Oh, this was the, the greatest. I still giggle about this. I, I hear it. In my head, the Randy was trying to rope a calf to. Uh, he was the arena exit. Uh, yeah, guy. He's, clean, he's picking and, up. He picks up for service. Yeah, he's picking Randy's up. Randy's a, a so great guy, and uh, so he was. He was a Westerner. Yeah, he was a Westerner. He was the red team, and he wore red, red jeans. Team go. He wore red jeans and, so, and a white shirt. He did shirt. wear red jeans, but so the he. He couldn't get this calf caught, and I can't believe I said it. And I wasn't even boozing. So over the microphone, I said, go ahead and catch him, Randy. I've seen better calf roping than a tampon commercial. <laughs> it is funny because you can picture a tampon commercial with a with, – uh, I'm just kidding. I don't know about that part, but – Like, it was, burning people was What would you say about Taos? Oh, you said the uh, Dumb and Dumber line, didn't you? No, I said – no, I didn't say that about Taos. I said that about – Somebody else. Uh, I said that about Luke Branquino. Oh, that's right. For Taos, when I was announcing, I said, well, Taos Muncy just got off his bronc, and how about it for 78 points? Think how many points you would have been if you would have spurred with both feet. <laughs> and then when Luke Branquino went to went to nod, and Luke is my friend. Luke's awesome. And we're the same age, and I go, here's Luke Branquino, who proves, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, proves that senior citizens can still serve a purpose. <laughs> Thank you, Dumb and Dumber. He, he laughed so hard he shook his cargo shorts <laughs> or his cargo pants. Nobody, like Luke Branquino's, he still rocks the cinches that like the carpenter jeans. Remember the carpenter yeah? Nobody's jeans? got laid in carpenter cargo jeans since uh, Nam, you know. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but I I think that those guys respect when I make fun. They of them. loved it. I've had uh, I've had guys you know, that were like that was the great. The judges loved it, and you hammered on the judges. And I did. I said a lot of mean things to people. You, yeah, you were talking about George Gibbs, uh, one of the judges, and and uh, you were making fun of how old he is. And you said, <laughs> and you said uh, that that would you say something about there? There may not be George Gibbs. He was he was judging the bull riding. 
So I said, well, here's the deal, folks. Even if everybody bucks off tonight, we will have 190 in the arena, and that's our judge's age of George Gibbs. <laughs> that's it. Oh, God. It's funny because it's, it's funny because it's true. That, but anyway, Cave yeah. Creek, Cave Creek was was good, uh, except for Eric Rogers. But but um, you know, uh, he didn't have very good uh, Saturday morning. I got to talk to Eric at Woodward, and he was laughing about it, and, and so that's all the story. But, flared. Like, we'll just say that. Yeah, so Cave Creek was pretty different, but uh, so I got home from Cave Creek and went back to working on some pools, and the the pool deal, I, I really love the pool deal, and I've learned so much about it, but at the same time, I don't want to work on pools. I want to clown rodeos, like, sure, you know, I'm, and so Benny called me, my old, my old friend, Ben Butler ben. called and he said, would, would you like to come to Woodward to drive a truck, have your old job back? I was like, hell yeah. So I got, uh, we started hauling in on Sunday and I, I would tell you this for anybody that's never been behind the scenes at, at any kind of rodeo, it's a lot of work. And I kind of forgot about how much work it actually is. So I got there on Sunday to start hauling in and I'm so excited, right? pumped up and he's got a flat top peterbilt you know and a 57 foot wilson straight i'm i am just digging this shit well anybody who follows you on social media knows how much you were digging it i mean oh yeah every motley crew song and a slow pan up of the front of a peterbilt truck was every morning (laughs) is that too much am i doing that too much do whatever the hell you want to jr so I go in there and I'm thinking, you know what? I haven't really worked for Benny since 2010. You know, like I I haven't had my old job, you know, back to what it was. So I thought, man, you know, I've won clown of the year, got to work the finals. Like when I come back, things would be different. Nay. (laughs) When I showed back up at the ranch, it was like I had never left. I was the equally worthless piece of shit. Now that I was 10 years ago. It, but I, I didn't care because it's just Benny. Benny's just Benny, and I love Benny. Everybody knows how Benny is. He's not going to change. But So we probably the craziest thing is we go to load the truck, and, you know, we load 32 horses on this straight. And, um, you know, you head and tail them. So you load them one at a time, which takes a yeah. minute. So, so we, get the, uh, we get the horses loaded, and underneath the straight – that's the uh, the trailer, the semi trailer, the straight yep. deck is a uh, the box, you know, the big like cargo box um, where you can haul tubs or hay or whatever. So we're going to fill this um, this this box and it shuts. You know, it's a storage container underneath the semi. So we're going to fill this thing full of uh, tubs. So I fill this thing full of tubs and I set them upright. So I put 12 tubs in a stack, just set yeah. it up right. Benny comes by, hey, big boy, what the hell are you doing? Like, you told me to put these tubs in here. No, see, can't do that. You can't put them tubs. They don't ride good like that. You got to turn them upside down. Like, <laughs> why does it matter? No, see, you got to turn them. They don't ride. They don't ride very good Because like they're that. wider see, at the gotta, top. They got a wider base no. at the top. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you stack them. You can't get more tubs in than I got in there. <laughs> you yeah. know, 
And he's like, turn them over. I'm like, Benny, I'm not doing that. He said, turn them over. I said, no, they're fine. He said, they'll ride better. I said, have you ever rode in the box underneath that semi-trailer with tubs <laughs> in it? How stupid are you? Why would I do that? I'm like, then you don't know if they ride good or not. I'm like, I'm just leaving them. So I get to uh, I get to Woodward with my first load of bucket horses, and I go to unload my good pal Shandon Stalls, who loves to sell me out. Oh yeah, we all have that. We all have that one friend that you know is going to screw you at any moment and just get you in a jam. So we get there, and I'm telling Shandon, I'm like, "Can you believe that Benny threw a fit on these tubs?" I open the box to the tubs, and they're all still perfectly fine, right? But Shannon loves to get me in trouble. So I'm unloading the tubs. He calls Benny. He's like, hey, uh, Justin made it over here, but you should have seen these the mess that was these tubs. And Benny's like, I knew it. I knew it. Then when Benny got there, he chewed my ass about tub placement underneath the semi. <laughs> and I was just so happy to rodeo. I didn't even care. <laughs> okay, so I go back for this load number two in the old Peterbilt number twelve. The truck's name is Ex Girlfriend, and <laughs> we're gonna put. Benny decided he was gonna buck a shitload of studs, like a lot, and not in one perf. Yeah. Like there were studs in every perf, so he's gonna put these uh, on the the semi. There, there's room for six studs on the back, so. I'm back in there, and he's like, I'm going to put these six on the back. I'm like, God, should you do that? Were they going to fight? They'll be fine. See, they'll be fine. He runs these six on there, and these dudes are fire-breathing monsters. Mm-hmm. I and mean, anybody that follows me on Snapchat, I sent some snaps. These dudes were pissed. So they get on the trailer, and they go to fighting each other, and they are kicking and whatever. So uh, I get there to unload, and they have beat the shit out of the back the back of this trailer just kicked the crap out of it. And when Biddy gets here and sees all the dents, he goes, Hey, come here. It's like, what's up? He's like, that's your fault. So why? He said, you're driving so bad. Them horses are trying to kick the wall to get out. They're scared of your driving. He's like, did you hit the brakes a lot? I'm like, no, I'm a good truck driver. No, they were scared. See them studs. See, they were studs were scared. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. But he was dead serious. He thought my driving, my trucking, which is freaking awesome, super trucking, uh, CDL life, what, what. And he was convinced that I scared those studs so bad they were trying to break out of the trailer, jump out, going down the highway. <laughs> which is not true. You're a, you're a professional. You are a professional over-the-road driver. I love trucking. And, and, you know, truckers get a terrible name, you know, but... I mean, they make the world go I round, really, baby. Really, I really like trucking, and like I like to set the seat down and see, listen to Motley Crue, and just drive just as fast as you could possibly go. And um, now that I'm not helping Benny more, I did get dinged, um, and I told you this story already. But I was cruising back, and um, I'm just cruising around uh, down the highway, and. You know, in those those Peterbilts with a six hundred cat engine, they they are quiet and they they go fast. So if you're not paying attention, um, you can sure get into a bit of a pickle. Yeah. And uh, I'm outside of Lee, Oklahoma, and I'm listening to Too Fast for Love. Of course, Motley Crue. And I got to see as low as it'll go, and I'm kicked back, and I'm not even paying attention. I top a hill, and there is a state trooper. 
and I'm going 85 miles an hour. Well, maybe faster, I, but yeah, this I, you told me quick. you told me a hundred. No, it wasn't a hundred. It was eighty-seven. Okay. It was probably a yeah. hundred before that because I let off the gas and stayed on eighty-five for quite a while. And so, anyhow, um, I top the hill and I get pulled over. I'm like, son of a gun, because I'm not a speeder. Like, I don't want to, you know, like I got to take it a while back. So. The guy pulls me over, the state trooper, and I'm not going to say his name, but he takes me back to his uh, car. He walks up, and, you know, there's this is not a major road in between Elk City and Woodward is, like, two lane, you know. And so he, uh, he gets me back there, and he just chews my ass for, like, 15 to 20 minutes. I mean, hardcore. Yeah. Then he asks for my driver's license. I hand him my driver's license. And he said, Justin Rumford? I go, yeah. He goes, hey, you went to Northwestern Oklahoma State and Alva because, you know, Woodward is Northwest Oklahoma. Woodward is Alva country, you know. Like, everybody from Woodward went to school at Alva. And he goes, you used to hang out with a good friend of mine. Uh, I'm not going to say his name either. Why? Just say his name. Could be in a – Kirby Wonger. Okay. Kirby Wonger. So he's like, yeah, he's like, man, you know, I'm – kind of related to Kirby Wonger, and I'm like, oh, really? He's like, hell yeah. He goes, you're the rope chat guy, right? I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> and I'm not shitting you, Hambone. He's like, man, I really enjoyed your episode on Back the Blue. And and I was like, oh, yeah, this is my shot. Yes. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, you, I'm like, you know, I just I really care about all you guys, and, you know, I appreciate what you do. And I'm like, you know, if you need to give me a ticket, I understand. and Because I'm saying that knowing – Hopefully the somebody ain't going to give me a ticket. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to let you go, but do not ever, do not ever drive this sunbuck that fast again through here. I'm like, nope, I sure won't. Oh and I'm going to, we're going to send him some free rump chat stuff. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> it's, it's, because it's, all I'm thinking it, I'm like, please don't let Benny find out. Cause you know, it wasn't like I was trying to speed, you know, but 85 mile an hour in a semi doesn't feel like it. It was just quiet. It was gentle. It was like floating a boat down a gentle stream in mid-July. Yeah. You know? And, like, oh. But that was a pucker moment. Because, you know, like, when you know you're, like, you remember when you were young and you got in trouble and you knew you were in trouble? Like, did you ever punch the crap out of Andy and your mom and dad saw you do it and you didn't even try to fight it because you just know how screwed you oh, are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I threw a, a log fireplace uh log from the fireplace down not on i mean like unburnt right uh down the stairs at his and it, i mean it had killed him if it had hit him but it put a hole in the <laughs> wall so as soon as i let it was one of those moments when as soon as it lets it out of your hand no oh i know and, and that's what i felt like when i was getting pulled over because i was like well there's i always had a weird strange piece come over me because i'm like you got me i mean yeah do what you need to like do. Like in Omaha, officer. when you, me, and Jimmy Lee got pulled over and that cop... I wanted you to get a ticket so damn bad. Why? Why would you be like that? I don't want you to get a ticket. It's funny when you're... I told you before we got pulled over, handbone, slow your ass down, you're going to get you a ticket. You did not. But if I, I will give you this. If I was in the passenger seat of that uh, of that truck when you got pulled over, I would be videoing and laughing and hoping you got a ticket also. I, I'm not going to lie. I would have pull, pulled out the old clown joke. Uh, don't argue with him when he's uh, – don't argue with him, officer. 
You'll never win when he's drunk. <laughs> you want a six pack? You got room in the front seat? For six pack and a pizza? <laughs> oh, clown joke. All right. So, uh, so you didn't get oh. a ticket. We got to send that guy some rump chat merch, which I want to uh, apologize to on that note. Uh, hold on. Uh, I can't remember. A, a, a gal that I didn't get. It's been a little crazy. And uh, so, yeah, uh, her name is uh, Lisa Watson. Uh, apologies for taking a, f- <laughs> a little bit to get out your order. but the- Sorry, Lisa. Yeah, I should have it. So, anyway... Uh, it's been a little... On a side note, yeah. with stuff being crazy, do you know that Trenton Montero, the bareback rider, has been driving an Uber? You know, I heard that. I did hear that. Uh, <laughs> is, you know, because I did I did not- uh, Fort Worth. Uh, well, it was uh, the Houston. Uh, they finished up the Super Series at Houston. There was one... How did that work? Uh, you know what? Bobby T. Ah, Bob Tomlin. My man announced it and there was literally nobody in the stands um excuse me uh sorry i got the so hiccups his voice coming over the tv no 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 it was justin mckee jeff metters did i think half of them and uh steve Kenyon did the other half and they had amy wilson some and they had uh um jake finley's girlfriend <laughs> oh yeah uh What's her her Twitter handle is like Shotgun Annie or something like that. <laughs> We're just gonna call her Jake Finley's girlfriend. And that's gonna piss her off. I love it. But they really are salsa. They really are dating down under salsa. Yeah, down under salsa. So anyway, it was uh, it was good though. You know the the Cowboy Channel did their thing and and Tallman. If anybody else would have been announcing this is by far no dig on anybody, but Tom. I mean it's Tallman talking to nobody, and so he was really letting loose on. He, this is no lie. He, uh, Mason Clements had a good ride in the bareback ride. I can't remember what score was. Anyway, it was a good ride. And he says, Mason, I'm so proud of you. I could poo. What? He goes, repeat that. He goes, Mason Clements, I'm so proud of you. I could poo. And that's P O O. I'm not. What the hell does that even mean? He's so proud of him making shit. Oh, speaking of shit, I want to go back to Woodward for a minute. <laughs> do, you, do you know what made me feel so good about Woodward, Oklahoma? What? That John Harrison was there? They had, well, I yeah, I hung out with John a little bit, but it's hard to get drunk when you have to drive a semi home every night. I had to stay on the sober no, bus. That sucks. But it was fun that Woodward had huge crowds. And this was their 90th year. And that's why Benny had on that ridiculous outfit on Saturday that night. Hat. Throwback outfit. Yeah, yeah he, he tried to dress up like a 90-year-ago guy, but he looked like Buffalo <laughs> Bill crossed with Crocodile Dundee. Crossed and then you throw in John Wayne. And a carny worker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he kind of, Benny kind of put it off the rails. But for the first time in 90 years of the Woodward Elks Rodeo, they completely sold out of beer. Hey, good for them. There was nobody wearing masks. There was the beer stand, like, oh, my God. You got to back the semi into the chute through the beer stand. And there was a, a lady in a white outfit. And if anybody listens to Rump Chat that was at the rodeo, you know who I'm talking about. She had on this weird, like, white outfit. Like, it was... 
the top was like a camisole and the bottom was like white leggings, but kind of bell bottoms. Okay. And like a jumpsuit. I go to back up to the shoot. Yeah, I go back up to the shoot. She's like got a lot of tattoos, so she's hot, but not like, not like a Cameron Diaz hot. She's more hot, like kind of scary hot, where you know she's hot, but you're worried that she might hurt like, you. She'll choke you out in the process. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Like who's a really hot chick with a shitload of tattoos is kind of scary. Oh. Uh God. I'm a lot of them in my head and I can't remember their names. I just know their faces. And so so that's what this was this chick. I mean look like you look and you're like, damn, she's hot and then she looks and you're like, oh God. Did she just summon Satan? <laughs> like so while I'm backing up, she's got two beers and she sits down on the freaking step of the old Peterbilt and takes a ride. I'm like, whatever. So I go back to the ranch and I get there and unload and come back to the arena. And um, at 630 in the morning, I get up and I got to bed at three. And me and old Bronco Rumford. Bronco. We're, we take the truck down there to... Uh, get a saddle horse caught and, you know, kind of start getting around to feed and sort. And I swear to you, you can ask Shandon, Bronk, Hunter, the whole Butler crew. This girl has taken her shirt off. She's just in a bra and shorts. And she's walking through the bucket horse pen carrying a half-gallon bottle of Crown Royal at 6:30 in the morning. Oh my god, I can't imagine her being very attractive. I she was, that's what I'm saying like she was kind of hot but like okay, if she was like a pickup, she'd be like a probably like an 06 Dodge that looks pretty good from a ways away and you're like, "Damn, that's a nice truck." You get closer and the seats ripped and it's got like a million miles, but you would still drive it if you needed to ride. <laughs> you know? Or like no, it's an O seven that had the five. What was it? The 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 worst engine, the six seven or whatever. So my dad, my dad, like Shannon was going to try to run her out of the the bucking horse pen, and Bronco's like, "How are you today, young lady?" <laughs> I can imagine what Bronco. I'm like, right now is not the time, Bronco. <laughs> Ma'am, do you need some help? Justin, help that young late. lady. <laughs> dad said, "Ma'am, you're late to church." <laughs> <laughs> But, like, Woodward's got a pretty damn good party. Like, it's a pretty... You don't think about Woodward being a party rodeo. They sold out a beer. They, I mean, and Chancey Williams was there. I know. He did. I know, and, man. But that was... That's awesome. It felt good to be normal because they're, like... I know the virus, whatever, but there was no social distancing. Everybody was drinking booze. It was just like the old days when everything was fun. Just like how rodeo should be. And I know yeah. uh, Coleman had a good crowd on the last night. I think that was pretty full. I don't know about the other nights. I, I, I didn't really check out any videos, but, um, you know, that was, but they had a, a shitload of contestants and it's just going to continue. Um, you know, uh, uh, Prescott's going to go on Cody. I'm so proud of uh, Cody Wyoming and what they're, Man, Dan, uh, what they're doing, they, they, you know, they told the rest. I'm like, hell no, we're we're going. So good for them. Uh, and the night rodeo is going to go, correct? R- rump, right? The week, the yes. weekly rodeo. Yep, it's starting. Um, it's starting. Yeah, there's. Start, so I mean, like, there's some so much, but there's still there's still some things, you know. Um, there's still some some falling victim to it. You know, I understand. It's just it's it's hard. But uh, you know, uh, in my tour. 
Uh, you know, weather for Texas moved back because Casper Wyoming canceled, but weather for Texas moved back. Uh, so I get to go to it in uh, second week in July. And then, uh, you know, uh, Spanish Fork, Utah, they're going. And one I'm really, really excited about is, oh, Sydney, Iowa. Sydney, Iowa is going to go, and I'm so excited. They've only uh, not had three rodeos in 97 years, and that was only because it was World War II. So, um, yeah, so it's pretty exciting there. And uh, came out this week, and they've been kind of posting some stuff, but uh, kind of an official release of uh, Sykes to Missouri. The Sykeston boys are going. Um, ZZ Top's going to go there and some other acts. Yeah. I can't remember, but I'm really, really excited about You don't have to worry ZZ about Top. COVID in Sykeston. No, COVID. Sykeston, Missouri, where COVID even won't go in fear of catching something. Yeah, Co- COVID social distances from Sykeston during the rodeo <laughs> just to stay safe. <laughs> just doesn't want to come down with anything, but, yeah, it's uh, – I can't – I'm I'm excited about uh, the the rodeos I got coming up, but um, but I'm I'm happy that Woodward went went really good, uh, and I've heard good things with Coleman, and so uh, and you can tell the people are ready to get out. People are, oh yeah, you know, I mean they're ready to and get like, out and have and fun. Oklahoma. You know, I mean obviously with the stuff going on and and the and the riots and everything. So it's I mean not to get into that. We don't want to get into that, but social distancing has really kind of went out the door with that stuff. So. And and you know what else I'm happy about right now too? It's one of my favorite times. Weed harvest is going on in Kansas, Oklahoma. Oh man, weed harvest party! I know, that, dude. Like, you know how happy I am. How many texts and uh, Snapchats I get of farmers and combines listening to Motley Crue? Hell yeah! I mean, there are weed harvesting like a like. I don't think that the the common person that doesn't know anything about farming, doesn't know how cool these farmers are. But I, I'm not going to say his name, but you know who you are. You're going to have to cut back the beers in the grain cart at night. Okay? <laughs> I'm not, he, I'm not, I can't say his name, but got, got a little bit full on the old beer and had a little bit of a grain cart. Oh no. Did we a, dump a grain cart? No, but Smashed about a 6,500 piece of panel on a brand new John Deere combine. Yeah. Ouch. So, Oops. there's no DUI Oopsie. in the field, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess my, my public service is like, it's okay to have some beers in the grain cart, but hey, you know, let's let's watch where you go. Well, and and cheers to the grain cart drivers, the unsung heroes of the wheat field. Yes. I've driven a grain cart, not, a, not a, in the wheat field, but in the uh, corn field. And Many you know what else time. I'm getting, like, you know, rodeo people, how they do their Snapchats of, like, like we've talked before, like, man, what a great weekend with so-and-so rodeo company. This guy rocked it. This guy oh, rocked it. Oh, the rodeo wrap-up post. Yeah, so I'm, we're starting to get some harvest wrap-up posts, but one of my favorites is so many of my friends, they Snapchat their way ticket at the co-op. Oh, no. You know? Let, like when they're way over, like, oh, yeah, new record, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like 107,000 pounds when it's supposed to be, you know, 80. But so, well, yeah, let's uh, farming. let's take a gold buckle uh, seltzer break. Yes. Yeah. So one, real quick, tell what's uh, going on there. Yeah. Gold buckle seltzer is uh, supposed to be uh, their seltzers will be out by August, hopefully. And they got Southern Peach, Cran Apple, 
and tropical, the three flavors. And these dudes, from a guy who's drank 7,500 gallons of seltzers, <laughs> are literally the tits. Yes. I cannot yeah. wait. I talked to Jessica. I'm getting a palate. A palate. Oh, Lord. I'm going to have to leave one of my kids home from a rodeo so I can take all my gold buckle seltzer. <laughs> but this shit here is about to revolutionize the after party of pro rodeo. It, things so. are coming along, and I just found out they got their uh, distributor license in the state of Texas. So I'm pretty yeah, excited about it's that. It's taking a while, so. but, but yeah, so it's just part of part of it. But they're they're coming out kicking ass of gold buckle beer, gold buckle seltzer. Even though I asked for it to be called Rump Claw, they didn't do it. That's okay. We'll forgive them. We're gonna take a uh, gold buckle seltzer break. We'll be right back. Don't you? That's a good song, isn't it? Doing it, doing it. Great song. So, uh, yeah. So uh, going back, everybody, we got a lot of life changes, um, especially with me. Um, I can announce um, I'm officially um, huge life change for the Hilton family, uh, as far as me and Witt and Gus. Um, I am the new rodeo manager. Uh, I do marketing and uh, sponsorship, stuff like that, for the San Angelo Stock Show and Rodeo. Yeah, so um, in charge of the rodeo down there. Uh, down here, I'm actually in San Angelo right now. Uh, Tom Thompson, uh, who was here for 10 years, who is a great friend. I had dinner with him tonight. He uh, uh, took a job uh, with the company he was doing some side stuff with, so... Anyway, I'm here now, and um, so it's it's exciting. We are selling our place in Weatherford, which it was sold, and then the people, our buyer couldn't, the her buyer couldn't get things sold, so it went back on the market. But anyway, it's going to get sold. We got a bunch of sewing, so it's Weatherford. It'll sell. Anyway, yeah. uh, sorry, sidetracked there. But, um, yeah, so it's a huge change. But let me tell you this, folks. I'm not done rodeoing. I'm not no. done being the baddest son bitch with a couple laptops. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding, but I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not done. Uh, so, all you uh, Shazam music directors out there, uh, keep Shazamming my stuff because I'm gonna st- keep kicking ass. So, I want to um, give away one song for everybody to use. Go for it. Aldenova Fantasy. Are you kidding me? I, that that was that was my hot song. The I think the the first performance of Denver this year. Do you remember? Was it really? Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. It's my uh, hot song in uh, San Angelo, the first performance. Aldenova Fantasy. Love that song. And you know, from a music director standpoint, um, and anybody that works in production, when if you if you don't work in production or you've never really been to a rodeo, but like the openings, I am a big fan of cool openings. 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so you you know that I love rock and roll. Oh yeah. I watched the Van Halen documentary the other day on Breaking the Band. That's what you said, yeah. With uh the Van Halen brothers that were immigrants to America and uh David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar and the whole deal. Th- those dudes had an opening. They had um they played a deal at uh at a music festival at the Los Angeles Stadium, the like where they play baseball. And they had four guys dressed like him parachute into the Coliseum. And then when they landed, they had to run through a tunnel and then up onto the stage. So the actual Van Halen didn't parachute, but they were in the tunnel that you couldn't see. Yeah. And so when they came out, you thought they just parachuted in. And some of that shit, like I think about that, I'm like, man, I wish they were like for 4th of July rodeos. You know, um, I really want to turn up the volume on openings at 4th of July rodeos, especially this year, you know. Because I feel like this represents, you know, a, a big year for for rodeo and you know for freedom and and uh, I I think it'd be so cool. Um, anybody that's ever been to a flying U rodeo knows flying cowboys, Luke Dolan, um, Nick Dunn, Matt Byton, um, Jimmy Hill. Those guys are so awesome. How cool would that be if you backflipped? a motorcycle into the arena with the flames flying out the back and the guy on the motorcycle dressed like uncle Sam. (laughs) Well, you heard it here, folks. JR is giving you opening ideas. If you got motorcycle riders, when he lands in the arena, the motorcycle rider, he ghost rides the motorcycle out of the picture. He takes off his helmet. You see it's uncle Sam. And then you have four guys coming out. Like they're going to attack him. And he just beats the shit out of him. And I don't mean fake fight. I mean, this this guy beats the shit out of four people. And then when he's standing on their bodies, he uh, puts his hand over his heart. And they play I Believe in America by Chris Ledoux. And then at this time, here comes Bobby Reed out of the sky with um, with an American flag on his parachute. Yes. I'm in. Let's Van go. Halen would do that. Old like nineteen eighties rockers rocked openings. I, I feel like sometimes in rodeo we've got complacent on openings. Especially over the fourth. Can you picture a better opening than a backflip motorcycle, Uncle Sam beating the shit out of four dudes, and then a parachute with an American flag coming out of this like just out of the clouds? That would it would be amazing. You know, it kinda it wasn't an opening. But when Troy Learwell was in Reno one time and the Flying U Cowboys were there, do you ever hear about that? Where um, one of the one of the I don't know if it was it might have been Luke it probably was Luke anyway uh, anyway or Matt knows Matt Byton Matt Byton was in the back dressed in uh, exactly like Troy was dressed right so when he when he goes out um, of the arena. Troy does, you know, and how he usually wrecks or whatever, and then he comes back in and jumps the track. <laughs> he does that, but then when he goes around, he goes, I'm going to do a backflip, Reno. Who wants a backflip? You know, Troy, who wants a backflip? Who wants a backflip? <laughs> and the place is going nuts, and I mean, he's like, who wants a backflip? And he's going to do I'm doing it, Bob. Of course, Tallman's announcing, and he's revving it up, and I mean, hamming it up, going around, around, around. I'm going to do a backflip, and he goes out of the arena, 
<laughs> he jumps off his bike, and Matt Byton jumps right back on and takes off. And here he comes screaming across the arena, and then you just hear Tom and, oh, my God, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and he does a backflip. And, and, and he lands it, of course, and the place goes insane because everybody thinks it's Troy, right? Uh, so it's kind of like that, that you know, playing. Uh, granted, it's not an opening, but uh, you know, doing a little switch. That I was, wonder if you could get a fat suit that would look like me, and huh, like might, might have to go to Omaha Tentonani to get it made. Hey, oh, oh God, that's so old. Last time I heard that, you, you had a dinosaur. It, <laughs> damn it, it doesn't matter. But like, uh, like cool openings. I also thought about this. Like at Prescott, you know how big that arena is and how it's a, like a cross there. Yeah. So last year we had John Payne, and John would probably do it. But how cool would that be if John Payne ziplined across that arena into the crowd, holding an American flag with his one good hand? Yeah, we we definitely would have to give him a hand getting on that. Yeah. Line, no, but sure. like stuff like that. I seriously think maybe it's because I've been off work for a while and and uh, have been watching a lot of rockumentaries. But I definitely think that we could improve. Like, I want to see some wild shit, you know? I'm Maybe with like you. a super hot chick riding a bull backwards to start the rodeo off. You, you know? I've seen, there's, yeah, but the chicks that want to do that, you know, usually like dipping, they got bigger dips of snuff in their lip than every contestant well, back there. My and, accountant chews snuff and she's a beautiful lady. What are you trying to say? They're, I'm not saying anything about their appearance. I'm just saying they're tough on <laughs> shit. On another note, let's move on from that. How many hot dip chicks shit. do you know that dip snuff? Oh, I man. Seriously, like, my accountant, and I'll say her name, Christy Berger, she is amazing, she is beautiful, and she dips snuff at her accountant's office, and it's freaking wow. awesome. And I love her. And she spits through a Damn. straw into a fountain drink. Oh. That's that's hot. Well, you know what they say I, if they if she smokes she pokes. So what is the what is the uh, what's the saying about if she snuffs if she dips if she, she spits? <laughs> no, if she spits. Cool. <laughs> if she spits, she don't quits. Not you, Christy. Not my cat. She's she listens to chat. Not. I didn't mean like that. Like, <laughs> you're you're going to have to go look at her in the face sometime. Well, she knows me. Uh, she's known me a long time. So she's she been, understands. She gets she gets it. Yeah. So Yeah, uh, she knows she knows how much of a piece of shit I am sometimes. There, but. there was a gal we high school her name was Brooke Nybrow and Brooke Gray now, but she dipped. She probably still does. But uh You know, yeah, it's like the she, old song. It was like, "Damn, I mean like a big not not just a little, not not a pouch." Not, not a, like cute I, I mean, dip. like Copenhagen, fine cut, like third of a can in your lip dip. Like a Levi Garrett red man on a bad day load of on, dip. Yeah, like county fair, 800 degrees, hot day. Yeah. Anywho. But, but do you remember the song from Chris Ledoon, Copenhagen Angel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, she got a plug. In both her cheeks, she got Copenhagen in her lip. 
She's got to roll your own between her teeth, and I've never, ever seen her spit. <laughs> we we, we got to get Jeff Skaggs to tell the story about some gal that he was with so you can imagine what she was like. Uh, and for those of you who know Skaggs... Wait, wait, whoa, whoa. What, what do you mean? What's that mean? Skaggs is... He's an, a solid three. He's an ugly dude. I love Skaggs to death. Skaggs is not an ugly dude. He's just built different than most. (laughs) He's got one eye. (laughs) Well, but that one eye is a hell of an eye. It is a hell of an eye. I'd quit making. I love Skaggs. Quit saying that I'm not. But yeah, it's a good story. We need to. I don't know if we could get Skaggs on run. Technically, he's got two eyes: his left eye and his brown eye. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk about Skaggs. Had a girlfriend that dipped snuff. It wasn't a girlfriend. Um, you know what? I can't even tell you, and this is just teasing our, our audience now, but, uh, you got, and I'm not going to do it justice. So I, and, and, and you can't even tell it cleanly because it's a skag story, but apparently he is, um, with this, this young lady, yeah, he's uh, with this young lady and, uh, apparently the next morning, um, after a, fun night of of heavy petting um oh god i hate that term that's about that's bad as saying the word moist he wakes up to the sound and i don't have anything in here but the uh you know packing the can with the with the finger slap and he kind of cracks that old one eye, and there she is just wheezing them old two fingers in there. That can of snuff puts a big on. Oh, Was you nasty bitch. Jesus. I don't. I think that women's oh, stuff I'm differs. It's not funny. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm laughing, but you got to have Jeff Skaggs is his name, and you got to have him tell the story because I'm not doing it justice. Well, I don't think it's nasty. I don't. I don't think dipping stuff is gross. No, I think like, he. She wiped it on him or cleaned it. You know, you always got your fingers on it. Oh, they usually yeah. wipe under the front seat, and you know, and your buddy that does it to your truck, and you're like, "Hey, come oh. on!" You know, I think yeah, she did that fr- to his belly or something, or his belly button oh, or something like that. Gross. I left that out. But I tell you what, though, seriously, though, there is a lot of hot chicks that dip snuff, and for some reason, I, I think it's it's. Pretty cool. Not like Ike Sankey dip stuff where they put it in their top lip for the old train wreck. You know, <laughs> is that what is that what top top that, lip stuff? There was a guy. Is? I think it was Craig Glasgow or somebody back home in Sydney. Uh, on the old rodeo guys that that's what he called it for some. I don't know. I don't ask me why. I, I'd have to ask my dad. But we should we should try to uh, put that together. The four. The four main areas of snuff dipping. Well, do you know, uh, as someone who worked for U.S. Smokeless Tobacco for uh, six-plus years, um, the top lip has less saliva glands than the bottom one. Is that good or bad? That's a good thing. You don't absorb as much on the top lip. Tell that to Ike Sankey. Yeah. Tell that to Matt Scott. I was always, when I I cheat, I was always the big... big, uh, Pouch or know what? Me. I got that backwards. I'm sorry. Now that I think about it, there was more. It absorbed more on the top lip. That's why you like take smaller dips and put it up in the top lip. That's what it is. Yeah, you know, because you can't obviously fit as much in the top lip most of the time that you can the bottom lip because it is there's it absorbs more of the tobacco and the nicotine in your top lip. 
That's that's why. That is uh, that is a awesome lesson to learn. Yeah, we. But uh, I chewed I, I the Levi Garrett, and I filled that bitch just full, of, like Larry Sandvik style. Yeah, like where you just put as much Levi Garrett in. I thought it was cool until you but, you know started looking yeah. like D Wit Forest. Yeah, where your, your cheek just. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about why I quit chewing? No. It's a true story. So. Uh, when I first started chewing, I started chewing Levi Garrett. Me and Bobby Ehrlich, um, Bob from Abbeville there. Yep, yep. We stole some Levi Garrett from his grandfather, Bob Jones. And so we uh, we got this deal, and my dad catches us with it. This Uh-oh. wasn't the first time. Actually, the first time was with Justin McKee. Uh, I talked somebody into buying me some Red Man, and... I chewed this red man. I threw up on Jess McKee's wife, and I told Jess McKee that I had food poisoning. And he told my dad that, and then he found the red man on on me. That's a whole other story. But the second time, Dad finds us with this this Levi Garrett. And I'd never chewed Levi Garrett. Red man made me puke, and he said, "You boys want to chew? Let's chew. Open your mouths." And he stuck this chew in our mouths, and it just felt right, and it was delicious and wonderful and awesome. And that's when I was 16. So I, I chewed all through, well, the rest of my high school, except for my girlfriend. She didn't like it, so I couldn't chew around her. Because, like, Levi Garrett's a lot of spit. Yeah. Like, spittoon spit. Yes. And so um, my mom hated it. My dad hated it. Everybody hated it. But I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm cowboy chewing, chewing tobacco and punching some bucks. Well, so... Me and Ashley got married, and I was uh, trucking for Jeff Sheber right after we got married, and I got a horrible sore on the inside of my mouth. This is not a, this is not a rump story. I get a horrible sore on the inside of my mouth, and I start Googling pictures, and I'm thinking, I got mouth cancer. So I spit that chew <laughs> out, and I, I stopped along the side of the highway, and I said, Lord, if you let this go away, I will never chew again. And it was gone in two days, and I'd never chewed since. Not one. Yeah. Have I wanted to? Every day. Every damn day. Like, chewing is the best thing in the world. I miss really. it. I miss it. I miss those times where you'd, you know, after, especially after a good meal, like a good steak. Oh, like a cheeseburger. Or something. I mean, you could. Awesome you cheeseburger and put a dip in. Oh, my God. It's like you could not finish that meal fast enough to get that Copenhagen in your lip. Oh. Why does everything that's bad for you so awesome? I know. I don't get it, man. You know, I th- like chewing tobacco, doing cocaine, you know. <laughs> Black tar heroin, you know, just the fun stuff. Yeah, like um, every, that is that, that is, is not right, kids. Stay, don't do drugs. Yeah. I, uh, um, well, yeah, I need to I need to clarify that, girl, kids. If you're listening out there today, do not start dipping tobacco because it was the hardest thing I've ever had to quit. Uh, it was ho- so hard. I I mean, when I started for for U.S. Smokeless, I did not dip at all. I can I mean, I was that kid that took the dip of snuff from your buddy. From your, you know, Pussy. your older buddy at the at the county fair, and it was eight million degrees, and you'd put it in, you start spinning, and you know, I think it was even Hawken. You remember Hawken? I could take Hawken. Hawken was a pretty like 
Hawking is like the seltzer beer. It is, of the yeah, world. That's yeah. A, exactly. Like a nine-year-old girl could dip. Exactly, okay? but then you get start spinning after the dip because you do Hawking, you can handle it. Then you think you want to graduate to Hawking or to Copenhagen, and then you puke all over uh, Stacy Jones's uh, red boots that she had to show in later that day, and then you get made fun of, and you'll never. Tandy Stacy Jones. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, but you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not scared like or anything about the thing, but yeah. So, uh, but then when I started for smokeless, I'm like, I'll never chew. But that's when it was, uh, oh, it was, you know, 2000, I don't know, I think 2005, 2006, something like that. Anyway, 2004, um, we, I started for us smokeless going to events. And then, then we had like the apple pouches, the cherry pouches, of course, mint and wintergreen and all this stuff. Well, so I started Apple Pouches. Oh, man, that's whatever. Because you're sitting around all day at those hunting shows or car shows, whatever. You get bored, so you put it in, you know, take one. And then it graduates to Skull Straight. And then I graduated yeah. to Copenhagen Long Cut. Then I went to the old granddad, the daddy of them all. Copenhagen Snuff. Snuff. And, I mean, I it was, it was hard. It got me. But I... I when I when the company sold and they wanted us to start you know going promote cigarettes and all this stuff because uh, the company that bought it owns Marlboro and all this stuff so I quit and I'm like <laughs> then I started having to buy the stuff on my own I'm like screw that like, I like t- two cans of Copenhagen they're like that'd be 136 dollars yeah that's when the t- they were really just trying to tax the guts out of it to make it you know but trying people to that love price Copenhagen. it out of they love Copenhagen more than anything in the whole world. I still remember, what was it, uh, the mission statement. Uh, U.S. Smokeless Tobacco Company will be recognized by adult consumers as the preferred way to enjoy tobacco satisfaction. Bam. Suck it, rump. <laughs> mission statement. But speaking of, uh, moving on for uh, one last little deal here. Um, speaking of Copenhagen, Mike Greenleaf, good friend of mine, uh, oh, Medicine yeah. River Rodeo. Yep. They've got a new concept in rodeo they're coming out with that I think is going to be pretty cool. They're having a team rodeo in Coldwater, Kansas. So what that means is like you put a team together, like a team captain puts a team together. So you have one in each event. That's cool. Saddlebronk Bulls. And they take 10 teams. And whoever's team has the most points wins five grand. And uh, I'm excited about it. I think it's great. You know, Mike... Mike Greenleaf is always trying to do new stuff and and um, different things with rodeo. And he's an amateur contractor, but that dude's got a ton of horses. And he's one of the, the guys that, even though it's an amateur rodeo, he tries to run it like it should be, you know. And so um, I'm still trying to put the Rump Chat team together. Uh, I've had a couple backouts, but um, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'll just be the team captain. I won't actually do anything, but. Yeah, Heath uh, Stewart was going to put a team together, and I, I don't know if his team went through, but he had like Court Shear and Richie Champion. So they would probably win, but I'm not sure if that team is going clear through or not. But um, I also like to hear everybody's feedback on what they think about uh, Team Rodeo. I think that's great. I think anything, a new concept is outstanding. And maybe as the uh, rodeo manager at San Angelo Stock Show and Rodeo, maybe it's Ooh. another event we can think about. You know, I th- I love it. And speaking of Courtney Shear, I'm so glad Courtney's back. Uh, he was up the Philip Bronk match, 
our good friend and avid listener, Ty Kennedy, who you freaking ghosted. Did You I never called ghosted. him back. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you I did. Have, I have not. Yes, you did. Anyway, Ty and his wife, Rachel, uh, who is uh, works for Justin Boots. And anyway, they had a very successful event, um, and they bucked well, I feel off. Bad that a, like, I feel terrible. Sorry, good. No, I told you to call him. Don't worry about it. You'll hear from oh, him. I forgot. I'm sorry. You'll hear from him. But but the Bronx match was good. It was badass. They they bucked off like three fourths of the short round, something like that. He told me about it on Snapchat. But uh, anyway, uh, but it's like guys like Court Shear. Man, I, I miss Court. Court's one of the golden dudes of rodeo. Just a good guy. Um, you know, breaks a lot of hearts out there. Used to back in the day. You know, but uh, so don't ask a lot of girls at your local rodeo what they think of Court Shear, but. <laughs> Courtney, oh. up. Ah, do you like? Are you ready to get back to rodeo with Randy Corley? I Press am. It. That's my buddy, old Randalia. Yep, I'm ready for Randy, the vampire announcer. Um, Randy can't be in the sunlight. Uh, it's actually he does have a disease that it it hurt. It like does something to his skin, and it's not. Well, cool, way but, to bring it up, Hambone. Yeah, but it's fun to make fun of him. I can't. They put those. Those uh, greenhouse panels in this announcer stand, I can't stand over here. Cordy's got 30 feet of space in the in the Prescott announcer stand. You've been there. It goes literally uh, like the width of uh, plus the center out gate, like four shoots plus the center out gate. I mean, I would say, what would you say? It's a good 60 plus yeah. feet long. And so, on the 4th of July this year, there'll be one year since I've showed him my American flag thong. <laughs> <laughs> you did stick your American flag. We will repost that on on uh, July fourth. Remember happy that first because you're gonna have to do it. Happy one year anniversary, Randall. But uh, yeah, and and Prescott, they're but they're going twenty five percent. You know, it's the most they can do. Uh it's you know they're fighting hard. At least they're doing it. Um, so that'll be I think they're you know maybe fifteen two thousand people, fifteen hundred two thousand. So yeah. Eight perfs, though. Eight perfs, baby. Eight Hell perfs. yeah. And then I get to overnight it. My old man's coming out. He always comes out, and he usually helps me drive to Casper, Wyoming. But we have to overnight it back home to Weatherford for the Parker County Sheriff's Posse Rodeo. I got the week off, so I might come down there. Come down and let's record. Let's do it. I'm, oh. I have things to talk about. Let's. We need to talk about, and we need to have Bronk back on. But So uh, catch up on a couple things, too. Um and uh, I just want to send some thoughts and prayers out. Uh, Jake Legrand, who's a listener, um, he's from Lake Inn, Louisiana. He's a he's a big fan of the of the show. Um, his little brother August was uh, was hurt in a wreck. Um, this is a couple weeks ago, so um, I we need to check back in with him. But um, so Rump Chat community, why don't you uh, go and send some. Some prayers out to August Legrand and hope that uh, he's all good. And also, uh, I got a text from Keenan Vine, the rodeo manager at the Calgary Stampede, and a friend of the show's, um, you know, little Piper Yule? Yeah. The little uh, trick rider and Roman rider. Yule just, ponies. The other Yule ponies. She, uh, she got bucked down off a horse, and so she, uh, yeah, she, like, lacerated her liver, and, and oh, shoot. Uh, she's, she's going to be okay, but she's in the hospital healing up, so... Let's uh, send some love uh, north to to our to the Ewell family and and wish him uh, wish Piper a speedy recovery. 
She's an amazing. She was at San Antonio. She's an amazing talent. Good yeah. little girl. And she was in. They were in Denver, and, and uh, so yeah, just sending some love up there. But uh, yeah, but yeah, we want to. We want to also. You know, we're gonna ask you to do something here, Rump Chat Nation. Uh, so we are close on some good deals with some of the people that put this podcast out possibly, but they go off ratings and I hate asking for things cause I think it's cheesy and everything, but this could mean big things for the show. So on behalf of the show, we'd like you to go on, um, iTunes or whatever you listen to and rate us and give us a five star rating, only a five star. If you want to give a four or below, Go F yourself and don't listen yeah. to us. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, please, if you guys could, just go rate us and and uh, because that could open up a lot of doors for us. And what opens a lot of doors for us, obviously, relays on to you, yep. our badass listenership, uh, fandom, brotherhood, sisterhood, family of Rump Chat. So, yes. Want to get that out there and... Um, we're reordering, uh, as we speak, uh, Rump Hambone 2020 t-shirts. <laughs> uh, we're going to get some caps, more stuff in. Um, so keep the orders coming in. I'm I'm settled here. Uh, got the stuff here in San Angelo, so I can ship it out on San Angelo's dime. Oh, shit. Should I say that? And everybody love each other. Times everybody hard. love each other. Come so. together. Just love your neighbor and smile on your brother. Let's just keep laughing and rodeoing and, and keep, kicking and, ass. And support your local rodeo, everybody. You know, uh, you know, if you're around Sydney, Iowa, let's go. Come on, let's pack the stands or Sykes to Missouri or Mandan, North Dakota or Cody or Prescott. So let's let's do it. You know, let's let's show the world how much it means to us. Do it safely, though. Um, you know, uh, it is still out there, but you know, we're gonna kick its ass. And I'm not gonna Stay say in. it because I don't want to do a shot. So anyway, yep. hey, <laughs> we'll be uh, we'll be uh, back next week. Uh, another show coming up. So we love you all and uh, take care. Kick some ass. We love you. Peace, bitches. So I grabbed my honey baby and I pinched her old behind. She said, you better spit out that chewing tobacco if you want to kiss me on the big old smacker. That Copenhagen makes me feel so